My name is Megan Burney, and I am a co-founder and director of communications and secretary of the board at Morgan's Message. I'm uh, Aberly Bridges. I am the treasurer and director of merchandise um, and uh, Morgan's twin sister. So what inspired both you to be a part of the, this mission? Well, it was uh, it was Morgan. I mean, it, it started... It started actually on our 23rd birthday weekend. Um, uh, the founders came over to our place and we were just in our front yard just talking about um, something that like maybe Morgan would have wanted or Morgan would have needed. And then it just kind of like or organically, like we, I don't know, we were all just kind of talking about like, like how, like what could we have done differently or like what, what's not something that like Morgan could have used or needed. Um, and it all started with just the idea of like, we think that maybe she would have liked to hear other people's stories. Um, and so it was originally just going to be a podcast, but I mean, with, uh, with Megan being one of Morgan's closest friends since middle school and me being her twin we were both just like we're we're a little bit of busybodies. we're like we need to do something yeah. um <laughs> basically we we just we couldn't just like sit around we needed to do something and then just organically morgan's message kind of came up. yeah and uh, i'll expand off what i really said but i think a lot of it was you know, if Morgan knew that there were other athletes, maybe role models that she looked up to, or even people on her team that um, were vulnerable and shared some of the things that they were going with, uh, I mean, undergoing um, or battling with, uh, that she may have come forward and shared some of the feelings that she was having, especially uh, following her injury. Um which she tore ACL, MCL, meniscus all at the same time. Uh, so we think if she knew that other people had these struggles, even somewhat of a struggle, that maybe she would have come forward. Um, and we've learned that through the past three years of Morgan's message that there are way more than expected of student athletes who have had struggles under the whole mental health umbrella. Um, a lot of people hear mental health and they first think of depression. And there's so many other aspects that fit under the mental health umbrella other than depression. Um, so, you know, we think, again, if she knew that, maybe she'd still be here. Um, so we're making it our mission to ensure that any other athlete that is facing similar challenges that Morgan underwent um, has this outlet or space um, where they can hear from others. What does Morgan mean to the both of you? I don't even know where to begin. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a big one. <laughs> I mean, when she was here, she was a best friend. She was someone who would just send the most random messages just to make you smile um, out of the blue. You can go a few weeks without talking and all of a sudden, next thing you know, um, at your college uh, house, a big bucket of popcorn with a funny note on top of it just shows up out of the blue um it's her way of saying I love you and I'm here for you um but she was always just someone who challenged me to be a better person uh we would also oftentimes not really fight but just mess with each other about who was the funnier person because mm -hmm. she would always make me crack up 
Um, and <laughs> I won't, I wouldn't admit it then, but she was funnier and she always will be, <laughs> but, um, she was just someone you could rely on and make you smile whenever you needed a pick me up. And, um, just someone who was always down to do anything with you. So, you know, and I also had my own struggles with depression and anxiety, um, and suicidal ideation and attempts. And she was someone during those times that no questions asked, knew I didn't want to talk about it, but knew I needed to be out of the house would just say, Hey, come to like camp Rogers. That's what I, <laughs> I used to call it. And I would spend like a full weekend there, sometimes even a week. Um, and you know, we just sit and watch movies and it was all things that were distractions from what was actually going on. It's really what I needed at the time. So yeah. So what Morgan meant to me <laughs> means that I have to, it is my mission to carry on her legacy and to help others that are in similar situations. Yeah, well, that's a hard one to follow. <laughs> um, but I mean, Morgan, what I mean, she you summed her up absolutely perfectly. I really think you did. I mean, she was that person like that, like safety net or, or comfort um, for more people than we even realized. It was like after she passed, that's like some of her teammates would come up to us and like just tell us a little story about um like just how aware and how like selfless Morgan was. Like we knew she was a selfless person and we knew she was super sweet um, and weirdly funny with just a nice dry sense of humor. But um, like one of her uh, teammates reached out to us and just told us that they're, they had just like mentioned in passing about how like they were really like stressed about something. And she just went out and like got her a whole bunch, like a week's worth of groceries, like just to take one thing off of her plate. Um, so that, that's just like the type of person that Morgan was. And then she was always making these really stupid, funny videos. So she, she could always make somebody laugh, uh, or just kind of like how Megan said, just kind of, um, be a great comfort and possible distraction. So. I see the, uh, when I was doing my research, I see the organization, on tons of college campuses and high school campuses. How does it feel that the message is really getting out there? I mean, it's, it's great. <laughs> it's obviously a good thing. Good. It's humbling, like just how fast this has grown. But then at the same time, like, like Megan mentioned, um, all of our ambassadors, we have over 4,000 ambassadors now, all of them have their own personal connection or some type of story or struggle or something. And so it's just crazy that like in that's just those who have like reached out to Morgan's message, um, just how widespread that like something like this is needed. But I mean, it's, it's great because with those 4,000 ambassadors on the, I think it's over, 1,400. I was just on the website. <laughs> okay. There it is. Yeah. 1,400 uh, campuses. That's not even mentioning like, you know, the 30, 50, 100 people who are in that club, like that go to the meetings or that are involved on campus, but not necessarily ambassadors. So, I mean, it's just, it's insane just how much it is really grown. Yeah. And I would, oh, oh sorry. 
No, I was just going to say it goes further to show that there was a really unmet need up yeah. until this point. And I think COVID exasperated that need um, for mental health support, especially when, you know, everyone at that time had something taken away from them. Um, we often hear athletes talk about how a lot of their identity is wrapped up in their sport. Um, you know, sometimes you meet people, the first thing someone will say, oh, this is my friend, Aberly. She She's on the equestrian team at University of South Carolina. Um, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand. and People start to believe that about themselves that, okay, like for me, in my mindset, I was the lacrosse player until I didn't play in college. Um, and it took a long time to separate those identities for me personally. But I think going back to the COVID aspect, yes. So like that, if you're wrapped up in your sport is your identity, um, having that taken away from you um, can be a real shock. And people might have been familiar with some of the different aspects under the mental health umbrella that I talked about, but a lot of it really came out um, during this time. And that just happened to be the time that we launched. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think a lot of people had free time when they weren't practicing or anything. And, you know, we just started getting social media going and people were sharing. Um, and it really just grew organically that way. Um, and again, just goes to show that there was an unmet need before that. Um, and we're trying to fill that gap. Have you seen college kids or high school kids being more open to be talking about their feelings? I mean, I, I, I would say like, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I have a bunch of cousins who are younger than me, like they're in high school and college, and they say that it's like a normal conversation between them and their peers, which is insane. Cause like, even, I mean, we're not, I mean, I'm 26, so I'm not like that far out of it, but it's already so different than just a few years ago when like Meg and I were in high school and college. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think it's, it's great that people are being more open about it. So. And I do think there's a generational difference um, between, you know, even our generation compared to the generation that's in high school right now um, and our parents' generations and goes far beyond that. Um, mental health and all the aspects of it were never talked about, at least in my health classes in school. Um, we'd have all the other talks, but mental health never came up. So um, when someone first experiences signs of, um, you know, maybe depression, like it was in my case, I had no idea. I thought I was just sad all the time um, and that I didn't know there was a name for it. Um, and I think it's because especially our parents' generation, if we if we weren't talking about it when we were in high school, they definitely weren't. And that means that their parents absolutely were not. Um, and I come from a New England based family. So there's just that Northeastern stubbornness already <laughs> already there um, to push through. But uh, I think with this generation that's currently in schools now, it's taking the students um, and the leaders to make these changes and make sure that these conversations are happening. And that's something we are seeing through our programs. Um, I think more people have been willing to share their stories um, through our, and we've seen that through our podcast, The Mental Matchup. And um, we also have a blog for stories that people will submit. 
Um, but it's not just us. We see other organizations and other Instagram accounts doing the same thing. And it's become so widespread um, that I just think the more and more these stories are shared, um, the more and more people will be comfortable opening up and sharing how they're feeling, or even just, even if they're not feeling that way, asking, reaching out, seeing how people are checking in on people. Um, and I also think it helps that more um, teams and individuals at the professional levels that we often look to as role models, and especially that generation, have been speaking out about um, their struggles, whatever it may be. Or even you see new articles every day about, you know, some baseball player taking a step back for a few weeks to focus on their mental health and just recharge um, some people retiring altogether from their sport. Um, so I think things like that and also these stories um, and organizations that are working towards normalizing these conversations being put in the media as well is very important. How has creating the organization and working on this mission helped your own healing process? <laughs> uh, for me personally, tremendously. Um, I, I can't speak for the other founders, but for me, starting Morgan's message was also kind of a coping mechanism um, because, you know, right after she passed, you know, I read like a bunch of books just about it or from like the perspective of, you know, like a sibling who lost a sibling, um, just trying to like learn as much about it as I possibly could. Um, but then I also just, I started going to therapy myself just like, again, right after she passed and for the first few years of doing Morgan's message. And it's kind of been a way for me to like still have her in my life every day. Um, and every once in a while it does get a little hard, you know, it gets a little too, too businessy. Um, like I do like, Sometimes I just get overwhelmed and I'm like, no, like I'm doing this like for Morgan. Like, I'm, but then it comes back to, I also think that this is something that like would make Morgan really, really happy if this was something that was around. Um, but for my like overall healing, I think it, it's helped me to talk about Morgan and not always such like a dark light. Cause I mean, right after she passed, I mean, naturally like it's gonna be upsetting but this kind of helped me to like bring light back into it and like bring like happiness back into talking about her. So again, for me, it's helped a lot. <laughs> and I would say the same for me. Um, honestly, it's just somewhere that we could put, or at least for myself, neighborly too. So I guess I can say, wait, Morgan's message has helped me put all of my energy and grief and emotion uh, from more losing Morgan into something that one would make her proud. And two, you know, again, like Averly said, helps me focus on her in positive lights um, and not just talk about her as the person who died by suicide. Um, it has been life-changing for me, um, just being able to work on this and give back, especially since it's something I went through myself. And I always thought like one day, you know, maybe I can help others, um, and then Morgan's passing just was the catalyst for the passion that I had for helping others who may be going through similar struggles. And so I think 
it's absolutely been healing because it's you're just putting all the bad energy into something that's going to be good. Um, and there's this concept or something that I've always thought of, of after you lose someone each day, you try really hard to think about something, but you know, as no more pictures of you guys together are ever going to be added, it's the same ones, or, um, you just have to rely on the memories you had. Uh, there's a fear of losing those little bits and memories, um, just even little silly ones or just the way she said something. Um, and I think for me, uh, and with some of the people I've lost in my life, that's always been one of my biggest fears. But with Morgan's message, I'll see something, especially from girls playing lacrosse um, at tournaments that we spent basically all of our years growing up um, from middle school to college uh, doing that will just remind me of something silly she did at one of the tournaments um, or one of the things we did when we were on vacation together. And so I think that's a beautiful thing about it is that seeing people unite and come together through Morgan's message allows me this area of healing and remembrance of Morgan. How does it feel when you talk or hear from student athletes benefiting from the organization? I mean, that's that's why we have it set up. So, I mean, it's like a, a little victory. Um, I mean, we, we started this saying that even if we save just one person's Morgan, just somebody else, then it's a success. And so whenever we hear those those stories it's um it's really nice it's kind of like a little keep going boost so <laughs> yeah and i would say also um we i run the social media so instagram is the big hit for um the high school and collegiate age uh student athletes and just humans in general yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, when they reach out and they share a story, um, I get long paragraphs in the DMs about what this means to them and how much they want to help and get involved. Um, so much to a point where we had to make a list of people who wanted to get involved um, so we could come up with something where people who maybe have graduated or even parents could get involved. And we did. So we launched um, an at-large ambassador program, which is a is a space for um, parents, athletic staffs, um, mental health advocates, and former, um, former athletes to get involved and come together and have these conversations because, you know, you get that there's a huge age range there. Some people who are just out of college who were more, a little bit more exposed to these conversations, um, likely because they were involved in Morgan's message at their schools, but then you get that older generation um, who I was talking about that didn't have these conversations. So it's a great way for parents to learn how to be supportive, um, coaches, athletic trainers, um, everyone in between to, uh, you know, just rely on each other to have these open conversations um, and strategies that they've used to um, address situations that may be of concern. Um, one of my favorite things our success stories for Morgan's message happens to be the notes I get from parents or a sibling of someone. So I'll just share two quick stories. One, um, we released a podcast episode and 
I got a note from a dad saying that I just listened to this episode. My son has been experiencing these things, but I never understood it. Um, And someone led me to Morgan's message and their podcast. And I listened to it and I just got in the car immediately and drove three hours just to give my, my son a hug after practice. So that's powerful. And then I had another story about a girl who never knew how to put her feelings into words um, about or explain it to others. And she read one of the blog posts on the mental matchup and said, oh my goodness, like this is exactly what I've been trying to say, but I didn't have the words to say it. And it's helpful to know that someone else is going through it. So she printed them out for her entire team and her coaches gave them to the coaches first and said, this is what I'll be taking um, a medical leave of absence and then gave it to her teammates so they could understand. It wasn't like she had the confidence to basically go up to her team and say, this is what I'm experiencing. This big, scary topic that no one wants to talk about, but I want you guys to be able to benefit and see that like, I'm going to be, even though I'm being vulnerable and need to take a step back, that girl's still being a role model by opening up and showing other people on her team that this is okay. So I think those are the most rewarding stories to hear. Um, And that just, again, keeps us going. Yeah. I love those stories. Yeah. Where do you want to see the organization in the next, say three to five years? I think we just want to see it grow even further. I mean, the whole idea of nonprofits is to essentially fill a gap um, until it's met by other resources or it's no longer needed, but all signs are showing that it's still needed. So obviously the essential goal in the end is to, for no Morgan's message, essentially, because you don't want there to have to be these issues, but there always will be, and they'll always need support. People always need encouragement to reach out to one another, um, and seek support. So I think for us, you know, just continuing to be that rock that people can lean on and being like lending an ear um, and giving uh, our ambassadors um, the tools they need to support other individuals in their community. Um, I would love, love, love to see, you know, more trainings for all coaches across the NCAA where they have to go through mandatory trainings for spotting signs of suicidal ideation um, and other mental health, um, other mental health issues. um, So they can, you know, get ahead of the problem. And also if the problem has been hidden for a long time and it escalates that they know what to do in those situations. Um, We've seen more and more kids in the NCAA take their lives and it's something you just don't want to see. Um, ever. Those headlines are crushing, especially for us because we're working so hard. And, you know, I almost look at them. I'm like, what more could we have done to maybe reach those people too? Um, so I think our goal is, you know, we, we want no one else to lose their Morgan. Um, and that will remain the same um, as we continue. How can people reach out and learn more? We've got our, yeah, we've got our uh, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, but then we also have our website, morgansmessage.org. We have 
a submission file in there. We'll like if you want to reach out, like you can send us an email essentially. Um, but morgansmessage.org or all of our social media platforms are just Morgan's message. Yeah. And that's usually how we hear from people the most is just, you know, submissions through social social platforms or they head to our website and find our like have a question, reach out. Um, and those the email that we often send people to will be info at morgansmessage.org. Um, and you know, we get information about people wanting to do fundraisers or they're holding a golf tournament and they want to donate some of the money raised to Morgan's message. We have people who want to get involved or seeking more resources. So we are really just doing the best we can um, for not being clinical in nature. Uh, but we are, we do have a medical advisory board now. So that is very helpful for, um, you know, sending people to the right resources and giving them information that is clinically backed. So that's very great. Um, but yeah, we welcome anyone to reach out to us, whether you're an athlete or not, come our way. <laughs>